0: Are you listening to the Modern Fedora Podcast? Yeah? Cool. Me too. But, you know, I heard they're supposed to be sponsored by Anchor. I mean, it sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, it's free. But that's all I'm going to tell you because I also heard there will be a midroll later. So listen for that. Okay?
1: One and all to the Modern Fedora Podcast. If you've never joined us before, hi, welcome. This is the podcast where a few friends talk about nonsensical things. If you are a returning listener, you know what's up. Either way, I'm your host, Dominic Meyer.
0: And I'm your other host, Noah Hernandez.
1: Noah, how did you get in
0: here? You invited me. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Well, this episode is going to be full of food for thought because we're talking about food.
0: Yes, my favorite subject.
1: Besides music and coffee and movies and comics. Okay, okay, Should I, get I, go on? I get it. I get it. I have many
0: favorite <laughs> subjects. All right, I get it. I get. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. Me too. Anyway, today we're talking about food origin stories, odd delicacies, and food combinations that that weird kid in the cafeteria used to eat.
0: <laughs> what a delicious episode! Let's chat down.
1: Welcome to our first segment. Noah, have you ever invented a food?
0: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I can't imagine that there would be anything left to invent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have not either. Maybe if we took some culinary lessons. I mean, the problem is, like you said, over the course of history, humans have discovered just about every food possible. So.
0: That's true. We humans, we <laughs> love our food.
1: <laughs> yes yes we do what's your favorite food
0: oh that's a hard one um i don't know i'd have to say tacos man
1: mm, it's really not hard for me minus pizza yeah. always has been always will be
0: <laughs> we'll never change
1: <laughs> we'll we'll never change have you ever wondered where your favorite food comes from though it's time to explore the hidden origins of popular food items. Ooh. So let's uh, let's get right started with origins of six favorite foods. And I'll start us off with the Caesar salad. When you hear the term Caesar salad, what comes to mind?
0: Uh, when I think of a Caesar salad, I think what typically anyone thinks of julius caesar
1: yeah me too you'd think it would originate in like rome or something actually it was not the salad is believed to have been invented by an Italian immigrant to tijuana mexico good job in 1924 caesar cardini owner of a restaurant on a busy street was running low on ingredients and was caught by surprise by a large group of patrons who wanted food. So, in an attempt to <laughs> improvise, he tossed together a few items that he had on hand. Romaine lettuce, garlic croutons, Parmesan cheese, olive oil eggs, Worcestershire. can never say that <laughs> word
0: correctly. I think that's the weirdest one yet. Worcestershire. Um, Worcestershire?
1: <laughs> you want Worcestershire on there? Um, anyway, it turned out to be a stroke of genius because the patrons were super impressed. Spread the word all around. And the Caesar salad was born. Actually, interesting thought along with this is that because of popular demand for the dressing, Cardini and his daughter also started Cardini Foods to sell bottled Caesar salad dressing.
0: Huh. That's interesting. I actually think my mom loves that dressing. So
1: I can't remember if we've ever gotten the Cardini Foods brand. I don't really pay attention to the brand, and I don't know where it's Neither. sold.
0: I don't either. But I know she likes Caesar dressing, so <laughs> Oh yeah.
1: What are your thoughts on the Caesar salads?
0: Um, I personally don't care for it. I don't like Caesar oh. dressing. So mm-hmm. I usually go for like a Southwest salad or something.
1: I really like Caesar salads. I do like Southwest too. It's a that's a good competitor. Yeah. Nice and spicy.
0: Yeah. You know me spicy foods.
1: Yeah. I like spicy All right. Foods.
0: Already. You can do the next nice food. Moving on. Moving on to sandwiches.
1: Were they made on a beach?
0: We're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> um so a lot of people are aware of the association between sandwiches and the British statesman John Montago. I'm not, so here we go. Um <laughs> This is John Montego, 4th Earl of Sandwich.
1: Oh, so there's actually a sandwich place? I guess so. I don't know. From 1718
0: to 1792. It says, according to one account, Montego was a gambler in his private life, and he was and this time he was deep into poker and he didn't want to break for food so Mm. he requested that a servant bring him a piece of meat stuffed between two slices of toast so he could eat without stopping the card game i guess his friend Mm. supported his request and began asking for the same as a sandwich wow capitalizing on the family name the 11th earl of a sandwich of sandwich direct descendant, establish a sandwich shop called the Earl of Sandwich. That is the most I've said sandwich in my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, establish a shop called the Earl of Sandwich in Florida in 2004. And then oh, yeah. franchise locations still operate throughout the United States and in London and Paris. So,
1: I don't, I've never heard of the Earl of Sandwich place,
0: me neither. It's,
1: I wonder how close it is to me.
0: I wonder where where is Sandwich. You know, like who was yeah? John where a is Sandwich? Montago, fourth Earl of Sandwich. Let's see. Holy
1: cow! There's a there's a Earl of Sandwich in New York City. Really? Yeah. There's a new there's an Earl of Sandwich in New Jersey. There's mm. one in Philadelphia. Weird.
0: Interesting. I to
1: try that sometime. See, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Sandwich, I do not picture as being from a dude, especially not from a poker game. Like, I don't know. We use the word sandwich for so many food items <laughs> nowadays.
0: Right? Like,
1: it's it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> like, it's like now the typical, like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll pack a sandwich and we can go. Or I'll make a sandwich and we can leave. Like, it's a quick, you know, lunch <laughs> item.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Weird. All right. Next yes. up is actually another sandwich. It's mm. the Reuben.
0: Do you like Ooh. Reubens? Um, I had one once, and it was really good. Really? So I, I love myself had it, a good again, Reuben as you know, allergies that I have, allergic to everything. Yeah, um, I haven't had one in a long time.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah. Now that I don't eat meat and cheese, I haven't had one in a long time. But that used to be, used to be my favorite sandwich of all time. So let's get into the origins. Let's go. The origin of the Reuben sandwich is less clearly defined. The one account that we have here from Britannica uh, from back in 1914 when an actress, one of Charlie Chaplin's friends, visited Arnold Reuben's Deli in New York City. Hungry, she said, Reuben, make me a sandwich. Make it a combination. I'm so hungry I could eat a brick. As requested, Reuben stacked ham, turkey, swiss cheese, coleslaw, and russian dressing on a rye bread. So, the recipe was a little different cuz usually it's not coleslaw, it's um what's the word that I'm looking for? Coleslaw? Sauerkraut. Oh, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Now it's sauerkraut. Uh anyway, the actress was so impressed that she that she suggested that he continue to offer this sandwich and name it the Annette Silos Special in her honor. Hmm. This is pretty funny. The deli owner decided to name the sandwich in his own honor, calling it a Ruben Special instead.
0: That is awesome. <laughs>
1: I feel like this is something yeah. that I might do. Just like, hey, right? name the sandwich after me. And like, uh, mm,
0: no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome.
1: But ima- imagine if a Ruben was actually called like a- an Annette Silos. Huh. It doesn't I don't I don't think it has the same ring as a Reuben.
0: Uh-uh. But that might just
1: because we're used to it.
0: That that shop owner knew exactly what he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. And he nailed it.
0: Yeah. Cuz it's so catchy. Reuben sandwich versus uh-huh. Annette Silo sandwich.
1: Yeah. Like 100%. What? Yeah. Um there's another there's another um, story claiming that someone named Ruben Kolakowski, a Lithuanian born grocer in Omaha, Nebraska invented this uh, apparently he created the sandwich with his poker buddies again poker uh, <laughs> who met weekly at a hotel and then the hotel began featuring the sandwich and then that gained local fame and then the hotel employee won a national contest with the Ruben recipe and then it was, went national so we're not totally sure I don't know. I personally like the first story better. It's kind of cool.
0: I 100 percent agree. I mean, we don't need any more poker stories. I like the first. Yeah. I like the first one better. And it,
1: yeah. and I like to think that this dude just totally <laughs> went again yes. to this famous actress like, nah, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> yes, 100 percent.
0: I, I agree. Uh. All righty. Next, here we go. Number three, I personally don't have experience with this, but apparently this dish is often consumed to alleviate a hangover. I don't know why I've never had one. I'm too young, but it's eggs Benedict.
1: See, when I hear eggs Benedict, I think it's talking about Benedict Arnold.
0: Mm. So I think of the that's what I just Benedict.
1: always assumed.
0: Right. Right. I think the actor, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, according to legend, uh, one morning in 1894, Lemuel Benedict, a fashionable Wall Lemuel. Street... Right? Lemuel. Like, it's not Emmanuel. It's Lemuel. So, I don't know. A fashionable Wall Street stockbroker stumbled upon the Waldorf Hotel for breakfast.
1: Call the Waldorf. Yeah, I guess. It's a fancy place. Right?
0: Especially back then. Um, he complained of a hangover, and he ordered a la carte items from the menu, believing this concoction would help ease the aftermath of his drinking. His order consisted of poached eggs, butter toast, and bacon with a side of hollandaise sauce.
1: See, this doesn't sound, like, weird. This is just, like, breakfast items.
0: I know, right? So, the maitre d'... Tasted the creation and was quite impressed with this dish. So, as a result, he added it to the permanent menu, substituting Hmm. English muffins for toast and ham for bacon. Oh, yeah. And then, as it's named, the new entree was named in honor of Lemuel Benedict. So,
1: I'm finding that most of these foods have such weird origins (laughs) like poker. A hungry actress, a hungover dude.
0: Honestly, though, I relate to the hungry actress. If I was an actor, I'd be like, I don't care. Give me something. I'm starving. Yeah, (laughs) Whatever (laughs) it costs. Throw
1: all the heartiest stuff onto bread and give it to me.
0: Yes. I'd be like, I don't care what it costs. I'm an actor. Just give it to me. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: All right. Next, we have French toast. Now, you might Assume that because it's French toast, it was invented in France. However, the beginning of this popular dish is still kind of unclear. Um, in medieval times, a battering process was usually used to make stale loaves of bread Mm. more appetizing.
0: Anything in batter is good. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anything battered is good. I know,
1: especially if it's like battered and fried. Like, come on, come on.
0: (laughs) Can't get any better than that. Come on, son.
1: Yeah, so really, the the problem with this is were the French really the first to dip and fry their bread? That's what that's what we don't know because there was a a really similar dish. I'm gonna to try to say this. I think it's soup soupé dorate or something like that. Soup dorate. No I think idea. it's Latin. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was popular in England during the Middle Ages, but there is a myth of an innkeeper in Albany. Ghost hey. Joseph French in 1724, advertising the dish as French Toast. I don't know. <laughs> Is this true? I don't know. Huh. And also, weird fact, reportedly he called it French Toast, not like French's Toast because he didn't learn how to use apostrophes. Mm. So he didn't know how to actually say like French's Toast. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, in French, the dish is called pain perdu. Am I saying that correctly? You know some French.
0: Um, I believe so.
1: Anyway, it means yeah. it means lost bread because it's recycling stale or lost bread.
0: Hmm. So. Which is weird because now people usually just make like a bread pudding or something.
1: Yeah, and they have like you buy fresh French toast bread. It's like the thicker <laughs> yeah. slices.
0: Right. But. Maybe they're just really tricking us and it's really just day-old bread.
1: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, that's old. Cut it a little thicker and sell it.
0: (laughs) All righty. Moving on to one of my personal favorite baked items. I would prefer this over any other baked item that there is in the world. It's donuts. Oh, man. I love donuts.
1: Especially when it's warm.
0: Yes. Going off topic just a little bit. Um, I was watching a TV show and this guy, he went, I believe, to Turkey. And over there, they have a sandwich that uses a donut, but they cut it in half and they put an egg and cheese and bacon, I think. And then they close it in in the bread and they quickly fry it just for a couple seconds and then they eat it. I was like, that looks so good. I would totally eat that.
1: That's like the holy grail of breakfast foods.
0: Right? It sounded so good. All right. So going back to the origin of donuts. So these donuts, they date back to the mid-19th century when the Dutch were making, I hope I say this right, olikohiks? Oily... I'm I'm not sure. I'm very sorry if I said that. We don't know Dutch. (laughs) We don't don't know Dutch. (laughs) I'm very sorry. Um, Or the English translation, oily cakes. Um, They were balls of cake fried in pork fat, which sounds delicious either way. Um, Yes. Because of the center, because the center of the cake would not cook as quickly as the outside. These pastries occasionally were stuffed with fruits or nuts, which required no cooking.
1: So it's kind of like the donut, but with stuff in the middle, other stuff. So like now we just have like donut with a missing hole, but they would actually stuff it
0: with like fruit and stuff. Yeah, like a jelly donut or something, but with actual fruit. Yeah. Um, another common story refers to Elizabeth Gregory, a New England ship captain's mother, who prepared deep fried dough for the boat crew to enjoy on long voyages. She stuffed the dough with hazelnuts or walnuts and referred to the treats as doughnuts. According to her son, Ooh. Hanson at Gregory, he invented a familiar ring shape in 1847 while aboard his ship. And in an effort to eliminate the raw insides, he claims to have punched a hole through the center of the dough with the ship's tin pepper box. The hole uh. increased the doughnut's exposure to hot oil and therefore eliminated the uncooked center. In doing so, Gregory claims to have produced the first donut hole. Whether that's true, we don't know, but those are the stories.
1: Interesting.
0: Yes. I don't mm. care how they got started. I am just thankful they did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My favorite donut of all time mm-hmm. is Old Fashioned Glazed.
0: Really? Yeah. What's yours? Mine is a cake donut um, and it's a Krispy Kreme, but it's the mm. blueberry cake donut.
1: Mm, that sounds so good.
0: It Can was, we agree really that good.
1: Krispy Kreme has the best donuts?
0: Yes, when it's hot. I mean, we also like Dunkin', so, you know, don't it's
1: true. It's true.
0: do that. But we like Krispy Kreme by a knuckle. We like it that much better.
1: See, a donut is good most of the places you get it. Like, you really can't That's go true. too wrong with a donut if it's fresh.
0: That's true. But, yes.
1: yeah. A hot Krispy Kreme donut is definitely on the top there.
0: We'd always stop when they had their uh, hot and fresh sign on. We'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, right, let's go!"
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know how disappointing it is when you go to Krispy Kreme and your donut is not warm.
0: Ah, oh, it's like, can I get one from the back? We did that I once, know. and the lady is this sweet older African American lady. She was so nice, and we asked her, "Could we get one?" You know, out of the back, and she's like, "Oh, sure, baby. I'll get you one off the back." We're like, "Thank you so ah. much!" She was so nice.
1: <gasps> That's so nice.
0: Yeah. Well, All color right. me enlightened.
1: Is that in the typical Crayola box?
0: Yeah, it's right next to skin color.
1: Oh. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Have you ever tried a delicacy?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had my own delicacies, but like <laughs> peanut butter sandwich <gasps> with potato chips stuffed in there, a glass of lemonade, oh, you yeah. know, but that's a good one as far as like other i I don't i don't think so
1: i i don't know i've had a lot of weird things too and like you said like my own weird food combos i don't think i've ever had any delicacies unless somebody like fed me something i didn't know
0: i laced your food
1: oh nice um Let me call my doctor real quick. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, here are some delicacies from all over the world. Let's try to pronounce them correctly and not upchuck our own lunch at some of these descriptions.
0: Ooh, a challenge.
1: Would you like to go first?
0: Sure. I would love to go first. So, number one, we have... Oh, boy. Um... Salmahove in Norway.
1: I wonder how you say that. Is it Smallhove?
0: Mm, I really I wish have... we knew how to speak oh, these languages. This <laughs> picture. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. well, give us a
1: description of it first.
0: In Norway, some people gather for a party to eat this dish, and it's basically Cooks Sheep's head. The most delicious part, according to those who eat it, is the eye.
1: Oh. If you you look at this picture. uh Uh-huh, go ahead. It's it's literally a sheep's head on
0: your plates. Yeah. That's disgusting. But this, you know, this actually isn't the first time that I've heard of the eye being the best part. Yeah? When I went to DR, we got fresh fish that they caught that morning and one of the guys that we went with they said that the, the eye of the fish was the best part so they wanted me See, to eat I, it I said no thanks <laughs> no yeah. I'll pass
1: I've heard that too from watching videos and like the locals would be like oh the eye is the best part of this meat and then the the foreigner will try it Mm-hmm. And because they're not used to it, it's disgusting to them. I don't know. It sounds so gross. I've heard a description of someone eating one before and they said it's like super chewy. And then there's like juices and ugh. No.
0: like, ugh. I'll try this, but not on the head. Like take off the meat from the head and give it to me that way. And don't tell me what it is till I'm done. Like make it I look can't... like a meatball. Exactly. Like
1: deep fry it like a little hush puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> know a, what it is. A, 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 hus,
0: a hush sheep. Hush sheep. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: That's what the farmer said before he killed the sheep. Hush, Hush little sheep. <laughs> Gun. Okay.
0: Thanks.
1: Next up, we have basashi from Japan. Now, you might have heard of sashimi, which mm-hmm. is sliced uh, pieces of fish that are raw. Mm-hmm. Basashi is raw horse meat oh. that is sliced thin and served with ginger. Green onions and soy sauce.
0: I'm, I just want to uh, apologize before I go any further. We don't mean to be mean, but these just like don't sound good to us. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> these are very, very different for us.
0: Yes. So
1: I will say though, looking at the horse meat, it's a very marbly meat. It,
0: it, if you didn't tell me, it looks like steak. It does. Be honest. A little fattier. I, I wouldn't eat it because it's raw, Mm. but it looks like steak. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's uh, Masashi.
0: All right. Moving on to Mexico. Now, I went to Mexico, and I wanted to try these so badly. It's not even (laughs) funny. In Mexico, chapulines. Now, what that means is crickets. Now, I wanted to try these really bad. Now, before you continue, before before, this guy's weird. Let me explain. My dad is from Mexico. And he said that over there, they cook them so much that it's basically like a potato chip. You know, they put lime on them. They put salt. They put a little bit of spice on them. And so they taste mm-hmm. kind of like a potato chip. So I wanted to try one so badly when we went. And every market that we went to, they didn't sell them. I'm like, oh. So I just have to go back to where my dad's from and, <laughs> and try it.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, I... I don't think you're weird for that either, because here in New York, I have lots of friends and I haven't, I've wanted to try it, but I haven't had a chance that Mm -hmm. will cook crickets and like roll them in sugar or like other ways. So it's not that crazy, I guess. Yeah. Next up, we have the durian from Thailand. You've probably heard of this before. Mm -hmm. It is the smelliest fruit in the world. People have compared it to rotting onions in gym socks. Um, I have some friends that have tried this fruit and they Mm -hmm. said it tastes disgusting too. (laughs) But that might just be them.
0: Maybe they don't know how to prepare it.
1: Maybe. I don't know how you're supposed to prepare it. I probably couldn't get close. If it smells that bad, smells really mess me up.
0: Yeah. I'd have to get one of my friends to make it for me. Be like, do you know how to prepared this fruit yeah can you make it for me please (laughs) all right yeah maybe it was
1: integrated into something
0: maybe like a fruit juice or something like with other you know fruits yeah maybe all right moving on oh man (laughs) germany (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you i love germany and the picturesque landscapes, but your language, I'm sorry, it is so hard. Why do you call an ambulance a Krakenwagen? I mean, <laughs> why? So I will try my best to pronounce this. Zwiebelmetwurst. I hope I said I that right. that sounds right. good. Zwiebelmetwurst?
1: Like, uh-huh, go will- Zwiebelmetwurst? I can't say it either.
0: I don't even know. If, if you know how to say any of these names, please let us know so we can say them correctly. <laughs> um, but this is um, raw minced pork with onions. The hmm. person that tried this said it tastes a million times better than bacon and makes them feel like they're floating. Really? I don't. No, you'd have to tell me it was like prosciutto or something, because I just can't get. Oh, because like here in the, because here in the United States, if if you haven't come to visit us, um, we don't really eat a lot of raw meats. Like we don't eat raw steak, we don't eat raw pork. The only thing that we have Uh raw sometimes is prosciutto. So all of these occasionally sashimi. Occasionally, yeah. So. Any of these raw meats were, you know, kind of skeptical to try because, you know, we would get sick if we ate them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I'd be willing to try this if you told me it was like prosciutto or something. I don't know.
1: I'd probably try this. I've had German food before and I like it a lot. Hmm. I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite foods is probably Spatzle and it's like little egg noodles. Very good. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's super good and schnitzel get some schnitzel and spots the it's really good all right next up i'm going to try and say this koi uh-huh
0: very close yeah
1: sweet sweet close ish i'll take it from (laughs) ecuador now this is kind of a terrible picture if you look it up (laughs) It's, it's terrifying but uh it's oh go ahead
0: this is how they actually look
1: yeah um it's grilled guinea pig. <laughs> and this is this is weird because I actually have a guinea pig. <laughs> oh, um, man. It's an entire guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Just fried. Yeah, it's just grilled up.
0: Smoky little pig. I have some friends that went to Peru, and they said that this was one of the best things they've eaten was fried guinea yeah. pig.
1: See, I'm not very shocked because... This is something we hear about all a lot. Like if, like it's not new. I hear about eating guinea pigs a lot. But it's weird to see an entire guinea pig on a plate.
0: Yeah, it is super weird. All right. Moving on to number 7. The sea egg from Barbados.
1: Yuck. Looks disgusting.
0: It does look really gross, but it's basically a sea urchin that we eat. Mm. And I've heard sea urchin can be really good. I've, yeah, I mean, I've it? never tried it because cooked, you know, wrong, you can die. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, I would, I'd, I would try it in Barbados because they probably know how to prepare it a lot better than we do here in the states.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it says when harvested, the shells are gently cracked with a spoon to open. The roe is carefully removed because it's the only part that can be consumed, and it can be enjoyed fried stewed, sautéed, or even just raw with lemon juice. So I'd be willing to try this.
1: Yeah. And roe is the eggs. hmm In case you didn't know.
0: Interesting.
1: So it's gross. It still <laughs> looks gross. It still looks really gross. Yeah. All right. Moving on, we have mopane worm from Southern Africa. Uh, this is a species of emperor moth, which is native to the warmer parts of southern Africa. It's a large edible caterpillar known as the Mopane worm or the Mopani worm. Mm. And it, it's very gross. Looking. <laughs> it's a bunch of caterpillars with some, looks like some vegetables hmm. in a bowl. And you just, um, you just eat it.
0: I would not eat this willingly. I would not either. I'm very sorry if you are listening to us from Southern Africa. I'm very sorry, but no. Yeah. Right. yeah no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Balut in the Philippines. Um, hmm. Let's just say if you're an animal lover, you might want to skip this one. Um, <laughs> Balut is a developing duck embryo. Nice.
1: It looks like one, too.
0: Yep, I couldn't.
1: We have a relative that actually went to the Philippines. Really? uh, Right before the pandemic. I'll have to ask him if he tried Balut. No, thanks. (laughs) 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 This, all right, this next one doesn't look that bad. It's Lutfisk from Sweden.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um... It's something they eat for Christmas, usually. It's a fish that's been dried, put in lye, and then in water to remove the toxins to make it safe to eat. It's often served with bechamel, or is it bechamel?
0: I think that's a French sauce. I think it's bechamel, unless there's two different ones. I have no idea. I'm pretty
1: sure it's France. French.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's France. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's France. (laughs)
1: bechamel, peas, allspice, and potato. Mm. But it, it really looks just like a flaky white fish with some nice peppery sauce on the top. I would try I would this. Be down, I would try it, yeah. Me too. The only thing I think that what they're saying is weird about this is that um it's put in lye. If you don't know, lye can dissolve a body. Oh. It's an acid. Oh. So... Well, other than that, I mean... <laughs> like, other, other than that, that. it's totally fine. <laughs> other than that, as long as they got rid of the lie, you're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they got rid of the lie. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Um, moving on to our last delicacy. Um, I hope I say this right. Pcha Israel. Not, that's not the place. Pachah Israel. As what the, this dish is called but yeah. it is a dish prepared from jellied calves feet it's very popular with pe- among people with Polish heritage
1: see I think I might try this one because looking at a picture it looks like pulled pork in a cube shape
0: um, I wouldn't
1: like I think you could do like some mind over matter and try it have i mean to... i don't know what the consistency is like if it's like jello probably
0: because that's usually what it means and it says are jellied it's like they cook it in with like the calf fat they jelly it with the calf fat
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: like if your mom makes a soup and you open it the next day you know from the fridge and it's got that like film on top mm-hmm. that's the fat so it's cooked in that basically
1: if it was meaty, I would try it. If it's jelloy, I would not.
0: <laughs> That's a good good one.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Would you be willing to try any of those? Is I definitely would. Not all of them, but I'd be willing to try some of those.
1: Yeah, I would try a few of them too. Um definitely a lot less than what we talked about. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, maybe we should invent a delicacy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mmm, that'd be cool.
1: Except we'd have to like it ourselves. And it has to be hard to get.
0: Maybe a souffle made with our actual tears. Mmm, salty. Do you like mixing your food? Uh, depends. Like... Chicken eggs and mashed potatoes, you know that's mm-hmm. good. Or like we said before, peanut butter with potato chips is really good. But yeah, um, like ketchup and eggs, no. You?
1: I would eat ketchup and eggs.
0: Oh, you're weird. Yeah,
1: I think. Well, I I wouldn't like eat it if like straight up ketchup on my eggs. But if I had like potatoes on the side with ketchup on the potatoes and they accidentally touched, I'd still eat it.
0: Oh no, I'm talking about like people it, that deliberately put ketchup on their eggs.
1: No, I wouldn't do that. That's too far. Hot sauce,
0: yes. <laughs> oh yes. Hot sauce.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends. Some people though combine foods that end up borderline borderline treason.
0: High treason.
1: Let's see if we can find a few. Time for some weird food combinations. First up, we have Cheetos and Milk.
0: No. No.
1: Now the image that we have, and I've actually seen people try this before, it's usually flaming hot Cheetos.
0: Those are the best ones.
1: I know. And they dunk them in milk.
0: That's disgusting.
1: Now I've never tried this and the taste combination just sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's the texture because Cheetos, crunchy Cheetos are very airy. Mm-hmm. So when they get wet, they dissolve very quickly. So they would be, like, really squishy, soggy, like, instantaneously.
0: That's gross. That's. No. That's gross. Like, I don't even like eating soggy cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving on. This one is definitely high treason in my opinion, because I love one and hate the other one. Um, Peanut butter and pickle sandwich. I hate pickles. (laughs) <laughs> they're disgusting to me. I'm sorry if you do, but uh-uh, no.
1: This I like pickles. This one is interesting because I hate bread and butter pickles. I like dill pickles. Mm. But I have a family there's a we have a family friend that mm-hmm. says bread and bu- bread and butter Oh my <laughs> word. Bread and butter pickles on a peanut butter sandwich is amazing. That's no. his claim. I have tried it once, and it's actually not that bad.
0: Oh, you're weird.
1: Like, as ashamed as I am to admit it, it's not bad. Will I eat it very much? No. But <laughs> is it edible and not, like, sp- spit out? Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-mm. No, I would, I would probably not try with dill, though, because that would just be gross.
0: Yeah. No, thanks. I'll have to, I'll have to get my mom to try this, because my mom loves pickles. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, mom, I have a combination for you
1: yeah her try it. Next up we have frosted flakes with cheese.
0: Ew. that sounds really think, gross.
1: Do you think this is in milk or like just frosted flakes?
0: I don't know. I should hope just no, I should hope you don't even do it at all. That's just... <laughs> I don't want you to even try this. It's high treason.
1: It sounds disgusting. yes, it does to the gallows
0: with you yes definitely alrighty <laughs> enough said about that <laughs> uh salami and grapes this doesn't sound too bad I was gonna say that sounds really gross but honestly it would probably be kind of like like sweet and salty you know like yeah if, I wouldn't recommend green grapes because that would be weird but it could be like Kind of like, you know, if you got the red grapes with the salami, could be like a salty sweet kind of thing. It 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 has the potential to be good.
1: Here's the dealio. What's something that people like a charcuterie plate? True. And what's on charcuterie plates? Meats and fruits, amongst other things. Good point. So it kind of goes together.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Like you said, sweet and salty is a thing. I. I don't know if I would try it. I guess I'd try it if somebody made it, but I probably wouldn't make it on my own. No, me neither. It's kind of strange. Next up is super high treason for me, melted chocolate on cheese pizza. Ooh. How dare you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is his favorite food.
1: (laughs) Yes. I have seen people do this. If you know GMM, Good Mythical Morning, They did one of their episodes was about chocolate on different things, I think, and they did chocolate pizza like this where they even made the crust with pizza with chocolate in it, so it was like black crust and everything. Hmm. They didn't like it, so I'm taking their word for it. It's probably disgusting. (laughs)
0: Like I could see chocolate on dessert pizza. Yeah, that'd be good. On cheese pizza, no no way.
1: Get that out of here get it out. And I'm just I'm just praying that they did not also put sauce. Like red tomato sauce. Oh,
0: you know they probably did. Unless they use the chocolate as a sauce.
1: That's the only way it would be a little more <laughs> acceptable. If they put red sauce on there and chocolate, get them out of here.
0: That's <laughs> just weird. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> moving on to number 6, peanut butter on a hamburger.
1: This is delicious.
0: I'm like, I want to say this would be bad, but it like with the, the grapes and salami, it has the potential uh-huh. to be really good.
1: It is so good. I had this once at a restaurant just because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. It's weird. I'm going to try it. It was amazing. And this really. is one of the, when I have burgers, I usually put peanut butter on it and sriracha too. And then you have like this spicy and like sweet saltiness. Oh my goodness. It's I'd amazing. be willing
0: to try it. I I probably wouldn't like like th- this guy has onions on his. I would probably leave the onions off.
1: Yeah, I don't know how it would go with tomatoes.
0: I don't. Maybe just like the burger with the bun and peanut butter, and that's it.
1: Onions are okay with it. Really? I know. Pe- I think some. I know some people that do onion just like onions on a peanut butter sandwich. A
0: Vidalia onion, yeah. I,
1: I've never tried that, but like lettuce, onions, peanut butter, and even if you can get some, instead of the normal onions, if you get some haystack onions, <laughs> like the fried crispy guys, that's good too. Interesting. This next one doesn't sound too weird. It's kind of like what you said. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich with Doritos in the middle.
0: I have tried this. This is delicious. This what is what really good. What flavor
1: Dorito? What flavor Dorito? Uh,
0: just nacho cheese. Yeah. This is... This is a good combination. This is legit. <laughs> this is a really good combination. I am, yeah.
1: I am a big believer of putting chips on sandwiches. Like, yes. pretty much every sandwich, I put chips of some sort on it. So, I am 100% down for this.
0: Yes. You should try it next time you make a PB&J. Yeah.
1: See, does anybody else put... I don't know. I say anybody else. It's really just us two. <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> but put chips on even, like... a. A deli meat sandwich oh yeah like that's what you gotta do it's, but i've been it's, eating it's that crunch. before when people are like what are you doing you monster you don't, don't put chips on a sandwich i'm like are you kidding me yeah this is like one of the best combinations ever
0: yeah but that's also something that i think is close to like just our family because i've done this it down true. here before and people are like what are you doing i'm like just don't knock it till you try it man like <laughs> <laughs> so try it, it first
1: It just makes such common sense to me because I have done it and our family has done it for so long Mm -hmm. that it's like, duh.
0: Definitely. but
1: You guys got to try it though if you never have.
0: Yes. All right, number eight. Salt and pepper on apples. Hmm. I vote no. Well.
1: I don't know because it has potential of being good, I think.
0: I have had a dish... That had ground turkey, kale, butternut squash, and apples. And it was a savory dish. Yeah. Um, So, like, that was good. But I probably wouldn't just put salt and pepper on an apple and eat it like that. Because that sounds a a little weird. But, like, in a savory dish, it's not bad.
1: Yeah, you have a point. I've had a dish, too, that was, like, um, acorn squash with rice, apples, and then you have some, like, pepper on the top and some other things incorporated and it was really good like that so, sounds really good <laughs> it was really good i could definitely see this working i probably won't try it because it i don't know but
0: mm. all right this next one will probably oh yeah this next one's yours you number nine never mind
1: it, yeah it's mine and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> honey on pizza
0: what are your your thoughts on this
1: Okay, I guess it depends what kind of pizza it is.
0: Let's say just a pepperoni pizza.
1: A pepperoni pizza. I mean, I could see how it could be good because honey and cheese is like kind of something that people do, and pepperoni is very salty. So I feel like if you had like the pepperoni, the cheese, a little bit of sweet from the honey, I think it might be okay but it's not something that I would ever try unless somebody made it for me and was like, here, you have to try this. Then I would do it. I would never make it myself. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no.
1: I feel like the honey would clash with the sauce, pizza sauce. Definitely. Like really bad because I don't know how these flavors would work, but... Tomato is really acidic and then the honey is really sweet, and I feel like those just don't work together.
0: No, I don't think it would. Well, we talked about pizza in honey. What about french fries dipped in honey? I feel like this could be good because I've dipped my fries in ice cream before. And oh, if, yeah. If you that, haven't done that, you got to try that, man.
1: That is amazing.
0: Yeah. You listeners out there, next time you get fries, get just, it can either be chocolate or vanilla. My favorite is chocolate with with the fries. Get just a small ice cream with your fries and dip your fries in the ice cream. It is the best combination in the world.
1: The easy, the best way one of the best ways to do this is go to Wendy's, and yes. get yourself a chocolate yes. frosty and then yes. dip the fries <laughs> in it. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, that slaps. It's so good.
0: So, I feel like this one could be good.
1: I feel yeah, I think I'd give this one a
0: try. Mhm.
1: Next one we have is peanut butter and cheese. Mm. Yay or nay? Nay.
0: nay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Mm-mm. No.
1: I'm not a big cheese person in general. Mm-hmm. So just eating like a chunk of cheese with peanut butter sounds disgusting. And I love peanut butter. But yeah, no thanks.
0: No thanks. All right, continuing with our peanut butter theme, peanut butter and onion sandwich.
1: I I'd try it because I know people that like this.
0: I wouldn't. No. <laughs> no. Like okay, I've for heard. For me, uh-huh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go first.
1: For me, it'd be the ratio. Like if it was a few diced onions in a peanut butter sandwich, I'd do it. But this picture here looks like <laughs> no. they used an entire <laughs> onion. <laughs> in this sandwich that's like way too much
0: i know and
1: psychopaths
0: it would also depend on the type of onion because i've heard people eating vidalia oh, onions true. with peanut butter and that you know vidalia onions are kind of sweet you know i could exactly. i could possibly see that but if it's just like a white onion that you would use in like normal cooking uh-uh no
1: a white onion would be way too overpowering.
0: Imagine they used a the red onion. Oh my word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they used the entire one like this image. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Our next one is Oreos dipped in orange juice.
0: Ew. That does not sound appetizing
1: that sounds so gross and the only thing that it compares with this in my mind of grossness with oreos is water oh like do you know did you have the kid in school that would dip his oreos in water no i had that kid ew he was weird (laughs) (laughs) that's when you go
0: (laughs) that's when you go i had that kid i was that kid (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> we also um, got those little vanilla wafers, oh, the yeah. little circle ones. And kids would also run them underwater in the drinking fountain in the class. Yeah. And drink th- eat them wet.
0: That's gross. Have you ever it had so gross? A stale chip? That's what that would taste like.
1: But, yeah, pretty much. But kind of soggy.
0: If you live in the South, you know, humidity is real and you go on a picnic <laughs> and you open up the bag of chips and they're stale already.
1: Were you ever the kid that would be swimming in a pool and then reaches wet hands into the Dorito bag?
0: Oh, I had to dry it off first.
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs>
0: that was <laughs> gross. I didn't wipe them off when I went back into the pool because I'm like, the water's just going to wash off anyway. Yeah. But I wiped it off before I reached into the bag. Ours, uh, our thing was was uh, Cheez-Its, though. We had Cheez-Its at the mm. beach. Oh, yeah. Cheese It's. The white cheddar Cheese It's. Yes. I love Cheese It's. They're so good.
1: <gasps> and so do Seagulls. Yes. They love, they <laughs> we found that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They love your Cheese It's.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Vanilla ice cream with soy sauce.
1: I think this would work. No. No? No. Why?
0: One ice cream is my favorite dessert in the world. Um, don't mess with ice cream. <laughs> you mess with ice cream, we are no we are not friends anymore. <laughs> Do not mess with ice cream.
1: The reason I think this would work in small quantities of soy sauce is because the french fries. Mm-mm. The salty french fries work good with ice cream. So I think if you had like a small amount of soy sauce, I think it might work
0: but soy sauce isn't just salty soy sauce has those asian flavors
1: not all soy sauces
0: no i'm <laughs> no i you will not remove <laughs> me from my position like, no <laughs> now because i you know i'm all up for trying you know different types of ice cream i tried a chocolate ice cream uh-huh. that had the carolina reaper pepper in it yesterday you know that really? was how was that that was very spicy I tried just a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. And then I swallowed it. I was like,
1: oh, okay, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is spicy. I had to eat the the, the other ice creams. So, I so think, you know, I'm all up for trying ice creams, but this, no.
1: I think I would try the soy sauce salty ice cream before I tried the Carolina Reaper ice cream because spicy ice cream sounds weirder weirder than, like, salty.
0: No. Spicy ice uh, Have you Have you tried spicy chocolate? I like spicy chocolate a lot chocolate ice cream with spice it's the exact same thing just an ice cream form this is this is vanilla no no you will not remove me from my <laughs> physician on okay no with ice cream and soy sauce how do you how do you feel about salted caramel ice cream then oh that's delicious i love that
1: just because it has
0: the caramel in it just because that it's a combination that works
2: <laughs> okay we'll move on from this <laughs> oh
1: my goodness Oh man! Next, next we have Funyuns and cream cheese.
0: This could be good. This actually, this probably is delicious. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you have ever had an onion bagel, and mm-hmm. then you yeah. put the cream cheese on the onion bagel. So this I feel would be really good.
1: I was thinking even uh, potato chips and cream cheese Ooh, is really good. Yes. So I think the little bit of Onion-y, I think it it would it would add to it.
0: Yeah, it would th- be I an experience. So. All right, this one I feel like this one isn't super weird. Um, a brie and jam sandwich.
1: Uh no.
0: Why not? What's what's your I, reason?
1: Purely because I hate brie.
0: Okay, I also hate brie, but I feel like when you add the jam with it it takes away some of the strong brie flavor.
1: Yeah, okay, I'll say this. I have had brie with jam mm-hmm. on like a ba- on like a little baguette piece mm-hmm. and it was okay, but still for me, just because I'm not a huge cheese fan, the brie was too overpowering. Like I had to spread it super super paper thin in order to enjoy it at all.
0: Well, brie is really strong too.
1: It is super strong okay i i say no but i think for some people it would work interesting next we have avocado with honey
0: i feel like this could be good well yeah i don't know because i tried avocado ice cream the other day and Mm -hmm. i didn't really like it really i didn't but i
1: uh go ahead go ahead
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you go first. You, you, you
1: okay go first. i was gonna say something similar but opposite i've had avocado honey too I have a kind of avocado ice cream there's a brand called kato and it's like vegan ice cream it's made with avocados it was pretty good it wasn't my favorite but it was pretty good but mm. i don't know how straight avocado with honey would go
0: i don't know it Could be good. Could be bad. I probably wouldn't like it just because I didn't really like the, you know, avocado ice cream. But
1: yeah. What are your feelings on avocado toast?
0: Oh, I love avocado toast.
1: See, I feel like avocado go should go with more savory flavors like avocado toast or guacamole Mm, guacamole. or in tacos. I feel like it just doesn't fit with honey. That's a good point. That shouldn't happen.
0: Yeah. All right. Next one. If you disagree with me on this, anyone disagrees with me on this, we are going down. (laughs) Salted crisps or salted chips, like a potato chip with Nutella. Yes. This is so good. My mom even made a cupcake based off of this flavor.
1: This flavor is amazing.
0: It's the bomb.com.
1: It's like french fries in a frosty, but on another level.
0: Yes, it just takes it up there. This is so good.
1: It's it's a super good thing. And it's really easy to do. <laughs> like, yes. Potato chips and Nutella. Super Simple. easy.
0: It doesn't even have to be name brand Nutella.
1: Yeah. It can be hazelnut spread. <laughs> from great value. Yeah. Next we have rice with ketchup.
0: Ooh. Uh-uh.
1: See, I was uh-huh. going to say depends on the rice because there's so many different types of rice. But as I'm going through all the types of rice in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 no. no definitely not. No, no, no. So I think no.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking <laughs> plain white rice, you know, well, not plain, like yeah. salted white rice with mm-hmm. ketchup.
1: No. No. Brown rice. No. no. <laughs> Basmati rice. No. No. Jasmine rice? No. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> None of those go with ketchup.
1: Even quinoa?
0: No. No. Ew. <laughs> All the <grains>? no. Ew. <laughs> ketchup is for French fries and hamburgers and hot dogs. Yes. That's it.
1: Or meatloaf. Some people do that.
0: Oh, I hate meatloaf. <laughs> I hate meatloaf meatloaf
1: is a combination in and of itself
0: right like who like what is meatloaf It's <laughs> what it sounds like meat shaped like a bread loaf
1: <laughs> yes
0: who wants to eat meat shaped like a loaf not me no thanks i'll pass hard <laughs> pass. on it <laughs> no thank you next we have vegemite or marmite with pasta and cheese mm. i don't know how this would be
1: this is, yeah, I've heard of Vegemite, and then it smells weird or whatever, and then it's from Australia. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try it, but I've never had the opportunity to try it, so I can't really say whether it would be good or not. I know pasta with cheese is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a given.
1: <laughs> but I don't know what Vegemite tastes like, so.
0: I don't either. I I did hear that it's super strong, so like mm-hmm. you don't need very much of it, and this looks like the pasta is coated in Vegemite. It's like brown. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know.
1: They say all right, look it up. Vegemite supposedly is salty, slightly bitter, malty, and rich in glutamates, giving it an umami flavor, similar umami. to beef bouillon. Hmm. So it'd basically be like eating pasta in straight bouillon. No thanks. Knowing how beef bouillon tastes, it's super concentrated. This would be too much.
0: No thanks. <laughs> I've put too much <laughs> bouillon. I say this because I've put too much bouillon in stuff that I've made before, and uh-huh. it was overpowering. I couldn't even finish it. I was like, mm, no.
1: Yeah, so. I've tasted the bouillon when it's not in the cubes, but it's like in the little jar. I've mm-hmm. tasted it on my finger before, just to see what it tastes like. It's it's gross by itself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, we have fish fingers and custard. Ew. This seems like a a weird spin on the French fries and ice cream.
0: I'm like, cause custard is, I want custard now. Ice cream, whatever. I want, I want both. I'm always up for ice cream, but <laughs> custard is really good. It's like really thick, and I just don't like sweet fish. Like that's just not good. Yeah. But-
1: Fish is where it gets messed up for me.
0: Uh huh. You want like I've had the the frozen fish fingers. I've had salmon, tilapia. You know that's you know fresh fish caught that morning. That's really good. And I've uh-huh. had custard, and that's really good. Together, not good.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. know. Actually, we talked about GMM already. Uh-huh. Another thing they did once was ice cream on a fish sandwich. Ew. And they both concluded it was absolutely disgusting. Yes, (laughs) Of course it's disgusting. (laughs) It sounds sounds disgusting. disgusting. It sounds disgusting.
0: Alrighty. Next one. Now this one, I don't think sounds that bad. Strawberries, sour cream, and brown sugar. Now it sounds a little weird, but think about it, okay? When you make a parfait, what does it usually consist of? Fruit, Greek yogurt, and granola.
1: And what is Greek yogurt? <laughs>
0: Basically sour cream with a little exactly. sweetener. So I feel that this wouldn't be too bad.
1: Yeah, I think this too. Like if you make any kind of cream cheese frosting,
0: mm.
1: like it's very similar to that flavor. It's very kind of sour. It's like the, the lazy person's. Parfait.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This <laughs> <laughs> my kind of parfait. I, I'm strawberry yeah. dip dip munch. <laughs> Alright.
1: Next up, this is this is high treason. I don't even want to say it. Pizza topped with fresh banana.
0: I'm sorry. All of these pizza ones, you're like dying inside.
1: You're like, I can't I don't I don't want to think it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it exists. I want to move on right now.
0: Alrighty, moving on to <laughs> To the next one. Cold meatballs and melted chocolate. <laughs>
1: that
0: sounds gross. The,
1: okay, the only way that I would ever try. do try
0: to justify this. Don't even try.
1: The only way I'd ever try this is if the meatballs were hot.
0: I wouldn't even try like, it if the meatballs were if hot. If you
1: tried to make a savory dish and the meatballs were like hot and there was like melted chocolate, I might, might try it. But if the meatballs are, like, cold, and we all know how cold meatballs get, mm-hmm. very different. With melted chocolate, you have, like, cold meatball, warm chocolate.
0: Like, I'm just going to say this for all of you. that are like, that doesn't sound too bad. Have you ever had spaghetti one night? You go heat it up for lunch the next day. Ah, oh, it's so good. Sizzling, popping, making all those noises. You yep. bite into a meatball, and it's cold. Ah, oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. That with hot melted chocolate no just no if you still think it's justified after that explanation get out of here (laughs) i mean not really we love having you here but you know what i mean (laughs) There's all
1: right well that was our last one uh these were crazy if you do like any of those and we did not nothing against you personally Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and everyone has different taste buds. Definitely. We like weird things that you probably don't like, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, keep that in mind. I feel kind of ashamed that I like some of those on that list.
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I like what I like, except for what I don't like. So
1: Yeah, that well said. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you listeners out there, feel free to send us some of your weird food combos or... It'll be in the Q and A for this episode. Let definitely. us definitely.
0: We will. We'll, we'll try them. Um, we
1: might try them.
0: We <laughs> we might or we might just scream in terror. It's really a toss up. You never know.
1: you go today please drop us a review on apple podcast if you use it and be sure to subscribe and follow our show so you never miss an episode
0: don't forget that you can also send us your would you rather's if you so desire and we will read them
1: also check out jaden's blog for the time being it is still on modernfedora.simplesite.com link in the description and it's uploaded every Friday, but as we said, it will be moving soon, so stay tuned. All right, that's all. Thank you so very much for listening, and
0: don't forget to wear a fedora.